It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. Dating back to 1899, songs have been including a seven-note call-and-response riff, mostly used for comical effect. While there is a melody, it can also be done as a rhythm with knocking. What are the lyrics of this fanfare? It's time for Kathy Games, the show that helps you learn something about the faith while having some fun. And now, here's your host, me. Welcome to Catholic Games. I'm Kyle Hyman, and joining us today is, I, I would actually consider you maybe the game master himself, Tony Vicinda. <laughs> hey, Kyle, how's it going? It's, it's great to have you here. You are very serious into all different types of gaming. Yeah, so I, I play tabletop games. I play, uh, I don't play as many video games as I used to. I have spent decades designing pro-social games and gamified learning experiences for Catholic youth ministers and Catholic youth ministry screen games, uh, yeah. trivia nights. Yeah, <laughs> we did a trivia night. Where was that? Was that at? Uh, we did it down National in uh, down Campus. in Florida in Tampa at a bar. We did a trivia yeah. night. Uh, we had it was we had room for 150 youth ministers to show up. 250 youth ministers showed up. Uh, <laughs> awesome. We we turned some speakers some different ways. It was actually a really great night of kind of just like witness also to the servers who were just, you know, people at a bar. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of Catholic yeah. youth ministers came and took it over for the evening. And uh, it was a really, really just kind of great community night. We do a trivia fundraiser through Project YM, which I'm one of the founders of, that we were kind of sampling to everybody that night. But uh, we were able to give away a few hundred dollars to some some Catholic youth ministers, give away some free copies of the resource to other people. But more than anything, just spend an evening like we used to in the old days, uh, in person, out at a <laughs> bar, having a good back time. Whenever we got to like slap hands and stuff. That's right. All right. Well, Tony, are you ready to play a game? I am ready to play a game. This is a game that I'm calling Beards Because Bros to Be Blessed. It's not, not the best name, but it's got a lot of alliteration. I'm a big fan of alliteration. Oh, good. Good. All right. So I've got just a bunch of different uh, bearded trivia because we're talking about games and stuff, but we haven't talked about all your your beard enthusiasm. I do have a large bombs. amount of beard enthusiasm over at Catholic Bomb Co., which is my my day-to-day job is running uh, Catholic Bomb Co., which makes beard bombs, lip bombs, and lotion bars inspired by the Catholic tradition and that support other <laughs> ministries. I like it. All right, we'll plug that again at the end of the show. But in the meantime, let's learn about some beards. You ready? Yep. Let's go. This bearded saint could bilocate, read souls, and he had the stigmata. He died in 1968, so we have photo proof of the beard. Who is this saint? You have to answer in the form of a question. No, no, no. I'm asking the question. You answer Aud- the form of Audrey an answer. Audrey Pio. Yes. Very good. Do you know, bonus question. Do you know his actual name? His birth name? Uh, No, I don't. I feel like I, I did at some point in time, but I do not now. Francesco Forgioni would be my poor Italian pronunciation. <laughs> Fran- Francesco, though. He's a, he's a Francis. All right. Another saint recent enough to have photographic proof of his majestic beard, may have grown it out 
because he was a priest and conventional Franciscan friar. He had a publication with 225,000 readers. 225,000 readers of his publication. But he also ran an amateur radio station. And he's the patron of many things, including drug addicts. Uh, awesome. He's actually one of the patron saints for uh, our family and our company, the Maximilian Kolbe. That is correct. St. Maximilian Kolbe. Uh, he's your family patron? He's one of them. We have a we have a lot of patrons. We're like we want we want all the help we can get. Collectible. Um, <laughs> yeah, we think that he's a good. great. We actually think he's a great patron saint for entrepreneurs. Like, there's not a patron saint for entrepreneurs, but we think oh. if there was one, he would be. He would be one of the good ones for that. Yeah. All right. According to the images on Wikipedia, who was the last pope to have facial hair? Oh, I should. Or know this. approximately when was his papacy? It's been a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the late 1600s, but I don't know the Pope. And I should know this because I know oh. I, I used to I used to know this information. I'm going to count it. So it's 1691 to yeah. 1700. So it is the end of the 1600s. Pope Innocent the 12th. Innocent the 12th. So I think his facial hair, I was looking it up. I think it would be classified as an imperial. It's not quite a Van Dyke. Yeah, of, of a of a facial haircut, it's kind of like a, I guess a, a goatee ish, but a little bit more of a sides. goatee than just yeah. the, than just the thin line. Yeah, ninety five percent of canonized popes have had beards. Um, so if you make <laughs> not it to recently, pope, I mean, make it to ever pope. since seventeen yeah. hundreds, no facial hair in their Wikipedia pictures at right. least. And look what happened: Protestant Reformation right after that. <laughs> Blame it on the shave. Uh, a little information about Pope Innocent the Twelfth. Well, I've got your attention here. He issued the bull Romanum Death. I'm, I'm not going to pronounce Latin uh, to stop nepotism in 1692, and then he started various charitable and educational institutions. But you really have to go back to the 26-day reign of Pope Leo the Eleventh in 1605 before you get the most recent full beard. So that's over 400 years ago. Yep. All right. Here's just some bonus information for you. Last U.S. president with facial hair. Any idea? With any kind of facial hair? With any kind of facial hair. Uh, I'm going to go with A. Roosevelt. Now, William Howard Taft. Taft. In 1889 to 1893. There's also Benjamin Harrison, Garfield, Hayes, Grant, and Lincoln. So right. not a whole lot of U.S. presidents with facial hair. All right, back to our saints. St. Augustine said, The beard signifies the courageous, the earnest, the active, the vigorous, so that when we describe such, we say he is blank. We say that is he it, is a beard we say that he is a bearded man. That is correct. <laughs> you know your beard quotes. I do know my beard quotes. That one is emblazoned on uh, or parts of that one are emblazoned on. Uh, all of our beard balm labels. Oh, of course. Of course. It's a good one. It's a reflection right. on the 133rd Psalm where it talks about the joy of fraternity being like the oil that runs down off of the priest's head and into his beard. Actually, I was going to do a question about that, but I skipped it. All right. Perhaps known more for his famous confession than for his beard, this convert helped clarify teachings on original sin and just war theory. 
patron saint of brewers, printers, and theologian. Who is this bearded saint? Oh. Perhaps more known for his famous confession. Well, yeah, but is it, is it Augustine again? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know he was brewers also. Usually the brewers and beer making are usually the Arnold's. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's what they, threw me uh, off. There's a lot of overlap. We've got a lot of saints. There's a lot of beer doing, in the Catholic doing Church. Saints. A lot of beer. I wonder if it's because saints. of his rebel rousing past. Like if, if that's one of the reasons. Yeah, I think so. His carousing. All right. In 2 Samuel, David sends servants to Hanun to show him kindness. But the princes thought for sure they were spies. So they humiliated the servants. What did David tell them to do before coming home? Oh, um, I'm going to go with pluck their beards out. Uh, David told them to pluck their beards out? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Okay, no, so they were humiliated by shaving off half of their beards. Shaving off half their beards. And, and cutting away the lower halves of their garments at the buttocks. And he sent them away. But then it says, David was told of it, and he sent word for them to be intercepted, for the men had been greatly disgraced. He said, remain at Jericho until your beards have grown again, then come back here. So <laughs> he doesn't even want to see them with half a beard or, or clean shaven. Like, don't right. even come back until your beards grow back in. That's Which how humiliated a- it was to be clean shaven. Yeah, I don't know if you have this in, in your thing, so I don't want to steal your thunder again. There's a, there's a few <laughs> saints that have done the half-shaved thing. Oh, different yeah. Different points for humility also, too. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't have any questions about that, but that would have been a good one. All right, Clement of Alexandria once said, God adored man like the blank with a beard and endowed him as an attribute of manhood, a sign of strength and rule. God adored a man like the lion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, these are. I feel like these are a little bit obscure quotes, but you're nailing them. All right. In Ezra 9, the people, including priests, leaders, and rulers, are participating in abominations with the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, and on and on. How does Ezra's frustration manifest? He's How does so Ezra's mad. frustration manifest? They're they're participating um, in these abominations. He does what? He pulls his beard out of his face. <laughs> this is a quote from Ezra four three. When I heard this, I tore my cloak and my mantle, plucked hair from my head and beard, and sat there devastated. Have you ever been so mad that you plucked hairs from your head and beard, Tony? No. Um, okay. And I don't. I don't think that sounds like fun. <laughs> I would not. I would not recommend it. No, no. It's just amazing. That, like he was so furious. Like, you just got to start ripping out some hair. <laughs> just pull it. All right. Who invented the safety razor with disposable blades, patented in 1904? Um, I don't know. I could argue this isn't technically a beard question. This is a shaving question. <laughs> Just the opposite. A lack of beard. <laughs> um, the safety razor, and I don't, I don't know. It is King Camp Gillette, with King assistance Camp Gillette. of William Nickerson. 
King Gillette the first. <laughs> and maybe the last. Dating back to 1899, songs have been including a seven-note call-and-response riff, mostly used for comical effect. While there is a melody, it can also be done as a rhythm with knocking. What are the lyrics of this fanfare? One more time. (laughs) This is dating back to 1899. Songs have been including a seven-note call-and-response riff. I'd say mostly at like, like the end of a song as like a joke more these days. Maybe originally it wasn't a joke. It was more of a jingle. Okay. And it's seven notes that has a melody, but you can also just do it as a knock, a seven note knock, again, with a call and response. Okay. 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 I think I, okay. Now I've got it. Now I've got it. Okay. Got it. What Is are this, the lyrics of this fanfare? Uh, ba, 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 I'm loving it. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. It's shaving, shaving a haircut two bits would be my guess. <laughs> that is correct. Very good. Uh, uh, the uh, I was, if you needed a clue, I was going to do the like two bits. You know, yeah. Uh, bonus uh, the question. first time I got exposed to that was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. I don't remember that scene, but I believe it. Do you have a a guess on how much a bit is worth? Um, a bit is like a, um, it's a eighth of a farthing. A eighth of a what? Farthing or a penny, one of the two. Oh, uh, I, I'll count it. I had an eighth of a dollar or 12 and a half cents. So two bits would have been a quarter. That sounds more likely. I don't know that you should count my answer, but you did. <laughs> so we can't go you back. Yeah, the eighth part. Eighth, eighth is good. I knew it was an eighth. I can't remember if you what go it was back an eighth far, of. far enough, it'd be an eighth of a, of a penny farthing. <laughs> with inflation. Isn't a penny farthing a bike with a, it is a, type of a, bike. a really big wheel and a, and a really yeah. small wheel? Because I think the concept was that, uh, oh, I'm going to get them backwards. It's the difference between like the two sizes of, of coins was kind of the, the shape of the, oh. the size of the wheel difference. That makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like it goes along with facial hair as well. You can't write a penny farthing clean shaven can you you have to have a yeah, big you, handlebar mustache right you have to have an extensive mustache specifically <laughs> to ride a penny farthing bicycle all right well congratulations tony you have done better at this game than anybody else that's ever played it in the history of the bearded catholic game beards because bros be blessed as your prize please promote something awesome that you're doing or everything awesome that you're doing um, yeah, uh, we, if you, we only have 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you love games and beards, check out beardrpg.com. Uh, that is rpg.com. That is the game. Yeah, is it, it's Beards and Beyond, the tabletop role playing game that I created a few years ago in a week as a joke. And then last February, kickstarted into being a. It's going to end up being 50-something page uh, RPG, a zine. It's a little booklet uh, where you play people who are given amazing powers by the strength and style of their beard. And so I'd encourage you to go to Beard RPG to check that out. Uh, however, more core to a lot of the people in your audience, uh, I would super ch- encourage you to check out catholicbalm.co. That's catholicbalm.co, which is our company that makes beard bombs, lip bombs, lotion bars, uh, and now all natural deodorant inspired by yes. the Catholic tradition. Um, what I do you mean am, inspired by the Catholic tradition? 
That means we we take every single product we make is inspired by some aspect of our faith and tells some sort of story. We we like to originally call it beard evangelization, but not everybody uses a beard to do it. Everybody evangelizes in their own way. But every product we have has some sort of catechetical or evangelical point to it. And so our our all natural deodorants that we just launched in partners with our friends over at Eden Invitation, uh, and that helps oh, support yeah. the ministry work they do are all inspired by the lives of Francis and Claire, their love of nature. And there's actually a pretty healthy dose of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body that we've kind of woven in there also too. Hmm. So when you get it, there's a little bit of a reflection on the side, and then you get a prayer card in with every order also too. So it's just been an absolute blast to be able to design products that help people explore different saints, different parts of scripture, different aspects of the faith. Um, and bring just um, a reminder of the universal call to holiness into everyday actions, whether that's conditioning a beard or whether that's putting on deodorant or whether that's applying lip balm or putting lotion on your skin and just being reminded of the anointing that Christ has placed on your life. Our hope is that we can help people live out their universal call to holiness in their everyday life. And support cool ministries. That's, that's yeah. what I love about it, too. All right. So that's CatholicBalm.co. You mentioned beardrpg.com. Anything else? If you want to check out the work we're doing in our household, though we haven't updated it much lately, you can go and check out our home missionary efforts at houseofbrokenloaves. Um, oh, that's not even a .com. That's at <laughs> brokenloaves.house. Um, you can check out. Uh, it's, it's our attempt to be good news in our neighborhood. We think, uh, especially given the fact that we can't gather in parishes right now, there needs to be a renewed emphasis on how we as Catholics are living out the faith in our neighborhoods, how we're caring for and loving our neighbors as a sign of the way that we love God. It's almost like Jesus said those were the two most important things we should be doing. And uh, House of Broken Loaves is just our family's attempt to take that uh, more seriously. And we're not experts. We feel like we're failing at it 95% of the time, especially when there's a global pandemic. But if you're interested in a vulnerable reflection on those things and being in community with some people who are trying to make that work. Uh, check it out at brokenloaves.house. All right. Well, thank you, Tony Vasinda. You can check out those links in the show notes for this as well. And hope to have you back on sometime for some more Catholic games. But yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. To join my email list and get a free MP3 of a song I wrote about fanny packs, text one word fanny pack to 44222 fanny pack to 44222. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit.